0: Thanks for joining us for this special edition of Shank Talks Bonhoeffer, sponsored by the Dietrich Bonhoeffer Institute. Normally you are listening and maybe you are uh, now, and that would mean that you're listening to the conventional audio version of this podcast. But we also have this special video presentation that you may be watching. So uh, this is special for a number of reasons. Uh, And among them, because we're discussing a very special film. And joining me is our executive director for the Dietrich Bonhoeffer Institute, Reverend Hope Christensen. And uh, Hope, you and I have watched a very powerful film, Mass, uh, that's uh, directed by Fran Kranz, uh, I think also written. Uh, the script was written by Fran Kranz and starring uh, Reed Burney, Martha Plimpton, Jason Isaacs, and Ann Dowd. This is a, at times, gut-wrenching portrayal of an encounter between two couples, two parent couples. Y- you want to take the description uh, from there, and and give folks a picture of what this film is about.
1: Sure, the film portrays two couples who um, experienced a tremendous tragedy around a school shooting, and it's a story of truth and reconciliation and uh, human connection in the midst of such tragedy. They come together in the basement of a small church in Idaho, and where they have a a confrontation of sorts, um, which ultimately ends in a healing uh, of sorts as well.
0: And, you know, of course, just watching the portrayal of these characters, it is a drama, but it is so well done that at times I had to remind myself that I wasn't watching a documentary. The portrayal of the characters is so realistic uh and it's a highly charged film emotionally i mean you you have to be in a kind of mood when you sit to watch it um it's certainly uh compelling i i don't know that i would use the word entertaining (laughs) to describe it because you are suddenly in the midst of this tragedy the parents of a victim a child who dies uh after being murdered by the son of the other couple uh so you 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 have a sort of perpetrator victim um equation but not entirely and that's part of the uniqueness of this film and how it portrays we'll talk to two of the principal players in this film uh director and writer fran kranz and just stunningly magnificent uh actor uh dowd but set us up for what we're what we're going to uh, see or hear next.
1: Sure. We, we invite you to, to listen to what was a rich and wonderful conversation with the filmmakers. Again, Fran, Fran Kranz and, and actor Ann Dowd. And we discuss the film's impetus, its implications for for connecting with faith, for connecting with our namesake Dietrich Bonhoeffer and some of his um, most relevant and current concepts that that we're so familiar with in these conversations on Shank Talks, Bonhoeffer being the notion of grace and the notion of of truth-telling reality uh, the church in the world and and what a great opportunity to sit with these artists and and hear them describe what what drove them to create such a, a meaningful and impactful piece of art as rob described
0: yeah and while this film deals so so beautifully with so much of human complexity It is anything but a boring lecture it 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 is just mesmerizing so we're going to invite you uh now uh, to watch uh a trailer so you'll get a sense of this film and so uh we'll uh invite you to listen to these clips from the film and then afterwards uh, join us in our conversation with director Fran Kranz and actor Anne
2: You say you want to heal. Is this how?
0: We're not here to attack you. And no, we promised that. We want to know how this happened. We need your help with that.
2: I'm willing to help.
1: When you Talk about blame on your part. I want to know what you're referring to. Why do I want to know about your son? Because he killed mine.
2: It's not our fault, Richard.
0: (laughs) Director Fran Kranz and actress Ann Dowd, join us for this conversation. Thank you both for joining Hope and me in this conversation for Shank Talks Bonhoeffer.
3: Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here with you guys.
0: Well, likewise, because I have to start with bravo. No, it's not enough. Bravissimo.
2: <laughs> wow. On that's this film.
0: <laughs> it, it, it just had me enthralled as I watched it. It was deeply touching for more than uh, mind and heart, but also soul. And it's a gift to the world. Thank you both for Uh, what you've given to all of us here. I'd like to start, you know, we like to look for a nexus between the subject and our namesake, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the very brave, brilliant World War II era pastor, moral philosopher, and Nazi resistor, who left us a wonderful body of literature on ethics. And this is consummately an ethical Uh, treatment of a very, very difficult and painful subject. And it deals a lot with a concept that Bonhoeffer uh, named costly grace. Uh, It was a film critic at Vox. Uh, Alyssa Wilkerson, if I may read uh, what she says about your film, describes it as a grace-filled frame around an almost unspeakable tragedy, Richard Whitaker at the Austin Chronicle points out how it's also a story of grace. How do you two see it? Uh, Maybe, uh, Anne, I'll throw it to you first. How you see the grace, you know, we think of that as something freely given, and yet it also seems to be at great cost in this portrayal.
2: I think grace, gosh, I, I hadn't thought of it in that word, but it's such a good word for this. Grace allows everything, in my experience. Um, I'm not, I don't know if we mean the same thing by the word grace, but... Um,
0: Please tell us how, how you think of it. it,
2: it I, I would say grace is that beautiful force which allows us to drop the armor, to drop defense, to drop expectation of forgiveness of anything, but to be in a place of understanding uh, and the truth with nothing to protect us because that in itself is protection to move forward in one's life. I think it is everywhere until we put the walls up. And even the reminders are another form of grace. Come on now. You can do this. You can do this. It's everywhere, isn't it? It's the good in the world, I think. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you're preaching a sermon there. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Thank you. No, for us. That's a big compliment. (laughs) That's the best of compliments in our world. Thank you. Uh, In in my tradition, we say that'll preach.
2: Oh, that's good. I'm going to keep that. May I? That'll (laughs) preach. That's very good.
0: You're welcome to it. Uh, Fran, as you were directing this, how were you thinking about bringing out its central message?
3: wow i mean i just have to say isn't she amazing um that was amazing uh and we got that all day long and it was great <laughs> um i uh gosh i just i'm so stuck i'm still stuck on costly grace there's you know i was really inspired by uh the writing and, and the work of desmond tutu and the truth and reconciliation commission Arch- archbishop tutu i guess i should say and, um there was some. He had some line in his book. Um, forgiveness is giving up the right to pay back the perpetrator in his own coin. Oh. So, something, something like that. But it's a, it's a, it's a lib- something. And then I'm paraphrasing. I'm butchering it. But it's a liberating cost. It's a cost that liberates the victim. Something, something to that effect. So I can't. I just think that's just an incredible phrase, and it speaks to the heart of why forgiveness is so complicated to me, you know, and, and why, and this isn't your question, but where sort of the genesis of the film is my own relationship with forgiveness and the fear that I can't give it. You know, I was, I was scared that I couldn't do this. When I learned about the TRC, I couldn't. I don't know if I could participate in that restorative justice or make that effort to forgive. And when I came across these meetings in relation to these shootings, being a new parent myself, I had to confront that. And I, I struggled with that. And the, the movie is working through that. What I think is so extraordinary is that people do this. And I wanted to, I wanted to tell that that's the subject of the film. I didn't want flashbacks. I didn't want inserts. I didn't want to score. I didn't want us to have any of these, those conveniences of film. I wanted the people to enter the room and I wanted us to be there with them through to the end when they leave. I wanted to honor that because of the courage I think that takes because the, 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 the challenge of that. Um, and I wanted to embrace the exhausting nature of it, you know, that it, this, this movie's going to be an endurance test. These things were really important to me, which was, you know, people push back on, you know, you gotta have flashbacks. I don't know, you know, maybe they can leave and go outside for a little while. <laughs> um, I said, no, 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 no. That, It has to be this because otherwise we undermine the incredible thing that these people are doing.
0: Wow, well said. Hope this goes to some of the things we've talked about uh, in the aftermath of our screening of, of the film. Why don't you take it from here?
1: Sure, sure. And and and, friend, you just touched on 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 part of the question I was going to ask around uh, how the truth and reconciliation work um, kind of influenced your your process on on, on bringing this story to life. Another key component component of Bonhoeffer's theology and worldview is the importance and necessity of engaging with the world from a place rooted in truth and reality. And so much of uh, good, meaningful and impactful art, which mass certainly is, is truth telling. And I'm curious of how your own interest in truth-telling, and also Ms. Dowd, the world truth-telling may have played in your work and approach to this uh, this film.
2: Well, I'll speak for Linda, if I may, which is she has only the truth. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: What else is there for her? And if there's a gift in one's life being shattered, it is that gift. Mm -hmm. And there's nowhere to hide, and guess what? There's no need to hide. Nothing comes from it except fear.
1: Right, and the inner the interpersonal engagement that that the film is so focused on, I think, takes just a deep and intense. Uh, I don't know, like impact on to this notion, particularly in our time of. Truth and where storytelling um, engages engages
3: yeah. truth. I um, I was really in relation to the the TRC. I was so struck by this notion that that it was full disclosure. You had to fully disclose in order to be granted amnesty, and. and there's, there's obviously this element of showing remorse and, and telling the truth. The truth will set you free. You're not lying in the criminal justice system to just get off, right? You know, it's about, it's about saying, yes, I did this. I did all of this. This is who I am. Um, and, and I thought in the context of what I was writing, these people, Gail, 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 and Jay, excuse me, the parents of the victim, they're coming there thinking they might do this. They might possibly forgive, but they need to, they don't know how, they don't know how to get there. And they can't even consciously, I don't think, say what it is they need to see in order to do it. But what I, what I was thinking as the writer is that what they, what they need to see is that full disclosure. They need to see the, hu- which at the bottom of that is humanity the the fallibility you know the weaknesses the suffering all of my mistakes all of my regrets and everything I've done wrong and everything I've uh, felt this is me and if you get there if you fully disclose all that you you see nothing left but a human being which is so much harder to hate you know and and to see that kind of shared there's we share in that suffering we share in that condition and they it's that connection that needs to be felt in order to sort of take that step. Um, So to me, that's about being truthful, totally truthful. And I I love what you said about Linda. She has nothing but the truth. I think that's beautiful.
0: You know, reflecting on that uh, uh, and your portrayal uh, of this complex person. And I suppose, you know, it's redundant to say complex person because every person is complex every one of us and and Fran the way you directed you crafted this film to give us that complexity uh I I think you know one of the themes Bonhoeffer deals with in his writings is temptation and I wonder if there was ever a temptation to simplify this story um, you know, I think so often of how we almost crave simplistic stories. We like heroes mm-hmm. who are clearly heroes and villains who are nothing but villains. Yeah. But you give us the complexity of human nature, that nothing is as simple as we wish it were. Yeah. Can that's... you talk a little bit about, about fleshing that out? Yeah, oh, i I'm... I love that. I mean,
3: thank you. It's beautifully said. I I, I appreciate it. Um, I, and as far as the, the writing and how it felt to you and the direction, yeah, you know, it never occurred to me, or I guess I should say I never found when I was reading and doing research, I didn't find any monsters. I didn't find good and bad guys, protagonists, antagonists. I found that mess. I found that complexity. You know, I was uh, my daughter was probably was like one and a half at least when I started. I remember very early apologizing to my parents <laughs> and realizing, you know, what a bad son I'd I'd been so often. Can you, you know? imagine? <laughs> Just sort of, but you know, and it was sort of joking, but the, the sort of like, oh my god, now I sort of get it. What a brat I was all the time, you know. So this. Uh, <laughs> um, and and this idea, I guess my what I'm saying is, I love I love my daughter. I, I've never experienced anything like this, but I make mistakes constantly, and and somehow, you know, I, I I I hurt the relationship when my intention is is so seems so good, and and there was such a um, I don't know. It, it, it's just uh, the 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 truth and the, the, the difficulty of being a parent. And so it never occurred to me. I mean, it it never occurred to me to write them as any way other than just human beings. I treated them with this kind of equivalence. No, I just have four points of view. I'm going to put myself in their shoes, the father and the mother, the shooter, the father and mother, the victim, no one's wrong. No one's right. We're just going to speak. I'm going to plead their case and their point of view as best as I possibly can. Um,
2: Lucky us, boy.
3: <laughs> and I, I uh, you know, it, it was difficult. It was like a personality disorder. But, you know, I, I, uh, I, th- I did not think there was any other way to do it. Um, yeah. I'm going to oh. cut
2: you off for okay. a second yeah, 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 or yeah. interrupt you. You know, he, what he did, uh, Fran, Fran, you know, he saw it and knew it in a very particular way. And he got a lot of pushback. No, it can't be that, it can't be that, it doesn't happen. But he knew his way forward, and he knew because of the gifts he's been given, (laughs) follow that voice, because that's the way through. And he did it against considerable odds, you see. Honey, that's true. I'm not flattering
0: you. <laughs> and, and and did you, did, did, did you do that as well? Were, were there competing voices for you in portraying your characters so masterfully, by the way?
2: That's so kind of you. Listen, I want to say something, if I may shift one second back to what we were talking about. Temptation was always a word that bothered me uh, in terms of, I mean, I was raised in, Catholic Church, beautiful, loving home, and legit, meaning it wasn't all talk. Kindness to one another. Look after those who are less fortunate. Show kindness. Show acceptance. My father lived that. So did my mother and and my relatives. Lucky me. But being the teenager I was, I was like, no, no, not buying that. No, no. And temptation to me, I just realized it as we spoke. First of all, speaking to you guys is is so good because you've given thought to all of this. You live this every day. This conversation isn't coming to you because you saw a movie. You're, you have a relationship with the truth of how difficult this can be. And boy, talking about you, I just can feel, <laughs> speaking of grace, uh, I wanted to say, I don't know if this works here, but my father was a very, very loving and kind man. All he wanted, the message in the house, I'm not kidding, love one another, to protect, I'm one of seven. That He just lived that way. New kind, new suffering, saw it. And he died very young, 47. And wow. I remember one evening, I had gone to the wake of my very close friend's mother. Her father had died the year before. It was unimaginable, the amount of grief going on with the children left behind and I was always very worried about my mother. Was she safe? Was she okay? Who's looking after her? And so I came home from the wake and I was in that state of life can go away. It can just go away. Please pay attention to what's in front of you. But that sent me into a kind of worry. And my father was worried too because my mother was out and we didn't know where she was. She wasn't a person who goes out, never to a party, nothing. She had seven children. So I was nervous and he was nervous. And I was that kind of teenager, 60 times worse than this one, I can almost promise you, <laughs> who just rejected what adults said because I'm gonna have my own feelings and my own thoughts. And so my father said something to me, I came downstairs and I was terribly rude to him. And respect of elders was, we were raised with it. And so my father, for the first time ever, hit me. He never hit, He's a, but we were in both, we were in that stage. He didn't hurt me, let me be clear. And I thought, I remember thinking, "Uh uh-huh, you just crossed a line, didn't you, Dad? And being the teen, I wasn't hurt by it. I understood what happened. But I was going to just punish him. Oh, boy. You're going to regret that. And you're going to have guilt. that's going to last you the rest of your life. So I went upstairs, defiant. Okay. And he called me down. I didn't go. And then he called from the bottom of the stairs and I'm asking you to come down. I thought, Ugh. I came down the stairs and he broke and he wept and I wept and all I cared about was holding him in his grief and in his sorrow and everything else left. There wasn't a shred of anything, but I love you and you love me. And that is the truth of us. And all of it fell away. I just, that was such a gift to see him like that, you see. And then you realize, oh my God, he's a person, not my father. He's a human being. And he, ah, the gifts that come to us all the time.
0: Wow. My goodness. I I know Hope has, uh, I know Hope wants to jump in here, but just before she does, I just want to say I understand one of the most compelling scenes in the film now where you are in your character in a moment in time better than I would have ever understood it just for that story that you just mm. shared with us about the you never your told dad. that story before Boy,
1: mm. you
0: you brought that into your portrayal of this character Man, I'm going to go back and watch at least that scene again, if not the entire film again, just because of that story you just told. But hope I, I, I want to throw it back to you.
1: Sure, sure, and, and wow, mm, what a blessing and, and gift you're you're sharing that, and thank you, thank you, Miss Dad, for sharing that. Um, I'm going to pivot a little bit, but somewhat, somewhat in line uh, of the curiosity I have. Um, about a distinct feature of the film that it is in a church. And I'm curious if that was by design or, um, yeah, like why a church, not a community center or a li- study room in a public library?
3: I, uh mm. I'm, I'm going to quote Desmond Tutu all day. So he said, uh, uh, forgiveness, reconciliation, and reparation are not the normal currency of political discourse. <laughs> and they're far more at home in a religious realm. Sorry, I like, just can't get over what just happened. No, but, no, um, I'm
1: like right there with you. Um, to, no, goodness.
3: It, it never, I mean, it is my background. I was raised Catholic. Um, somehow it's sort of, faded away in my family. Um, and I'm not a practicing, I'm not religious. I, I I love going to church. I do. I don't go very often, but I like it. I like a good sermon. And I, so I I really believe in the value of the themes and ideas and the stories come out of Christianity and the Bible. And, um, this movie is deeply it's spiritual. It's about life and death. It's about forgiveness. It's those, that, 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 thing that, 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 you know, that I read from, um, Desmond Tutu. And, uh, I felt like it had, it, it, it had to be in there. It had to be a part of this film, but I also wanted it to be somewhat, you know, separated. I use this phrase, God, God adjacent. Um, I want the characters to have access to spirituality if they choose to, but that it's sort of outside the reverend is not there that day. You know, you hear references to her that Linda's met with the reverend, but the Reverend's not hosting this meeting. It's not in the church. It's not in the nave. It's down through the basement into the parish hall. The church is, um, you know, sort of on hard times. You know, they talk about the AA meetings and Al-Anon meetings, but not, you know, that most people go to the church up North. Um, you know, the idea being that there's probably, you know, a nicer, you know, a church that probably looks more like a concert hall as opposed to this sort of modest, modest place. I loved all those elements. I I believe they were necessary. It's my own background that placed it there. If I was Jewish, it might've been in a temple or, you know, and so on and so on. But I did not, I felt it can't be in a home. It can't be in a community center because we would lose that connection to the spiritual. Which, which, is the, which are all the themes of the movie, life, death, and finding meaning, that the action of the movie is searching for meaning, searching for understanding. It's a spiritual pursuit. Um, so it had to be there, but I wanted to make those separations clear or, or at least felt they're in there. Um, but it's just around the corner if you choose to look for it or if you want to have a relationship, it's there. And I, what I'm hoping that the audience, when they walk out of this, when they see this film that they ask these questions about themselves and their own relationship with God or, or the spiritual or the unknown or some kind of higher power, it doesn't have to be a Christian God. It's just about having a relationship uh, with, the, with, with the things you can't explain. Um, because I think it leads to humility, which I think leads to interdependence, which is our need for one another, which is what the movie is ultimately about, this sort of need for human connection.